0: SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide.
1: And uh, let's focus on this now. There's a need to rename HIV. This is according to FAQ, a sexual health and wellness organization. They are challenging the World Health Organization to consider renaming HIV. The health organization says this will end HIV stigma by updating people's perceptions of the virus and those living with it dramatically enhance the effectiveness of existing HIV prevention efforts. Now, the organization believes that the HIV that hiv in fact has become an epidemic of the mind a public health crisis driven by social cultural and political factors not a lack of medical progress let me speak to my namesake now bongiwen glovo an activist with faq now who joins us on the line bongiwen good morning to you and thank you so much for your time
0: Good morning, Bonge. Thank you very much for having me.
1: Let's start with, uh, you know, this call that you are making to the World Health Organization. You want the name to be changed. What do you want it to be called and why?
0: Um, I think at this point we're still just rallying and um, putting efforts around the WHO um, firstly just accepting the notion that they need to update interventions and therefore also updating the name of HIV because as you rightfully said in the intro um, medically it's not the disease that it used to be and I guess our role right now um, is us also informing the public so that they can join us and be a part of this campaign and help us by signing the petition that is on updateHIV.com and as we do that we're also sparking the conversation and then hearing insights from South Africans in terms of what would they want the name to be. Um, So we're not there yet. We're still knocking on the doors and we've received our answers um, and we're still trying to mobilize more young people, in fact, communities at large, to just try and get into the changing of the name of HIV.
1: Um, Pardon me for coming in there. What about the name um, You know, has made you reach a decision that you now want to challenge, um, you know, this name and, you know, it being uh, called something different. I know you say that you're looking to, you know, to get views from various South Africans, but what about the name was unsettling for you?
0: Mm. So I we currently work, um, my program works a lot in the advocacy and sexual health literacy space. Um, and what why we're we doing that is that we are focusing on trying to increase the number of people who are either um, using the sexual health services or getting access to the advanced medical sexual health, like your ARV treatments, your PEP treatments. Um, and we, have, we are one of the few countries within Southern Africa that actually have access to this medication for free at clinic level. Um, and as an activist, I know how hard we fought with organizations such as TAC, your Senex, and your Narcosis, all these um, agencies and NGOs fought so hard to have those medications there available to the public. The current challenge is that most people are not going to access those medications, either because they're afraid to get tested because of the stigma that the word attached or what the disease is attached to, or they're afraid of othering. So in other words, now I'm I'm one of them, you know, so Mm. we're dealing very much with the disease of the mind now. Um, For example, if you were to get a positive um, test for cancer, you, you receive a much more different reception. Even though the symptoms are some are similar, versus if you get. Um- a positive diagnosis for HIV, you know? So those are the type of things that we're saying that HIV is no longer the same disease. Most people think of it, uh, think of uh, martyrs such as Yungosi Johnson. They think about all these scary images that HIV had been portrayed and we're saying it's no longer that disease. How do we rename it, especially for those who are now virally suppressed and who are not transmittable? That person is no longer able to even transmit the disease to uh, someone else, you know? So Mm -hmm. how do we break that stigma and that is why we are focusing on that
1: let's stay with the stigma because it's 2023 you know someone would have thought that we've overcome that part of of stigmatization but listening to you uh it sounds like it's still you know quite a bit of a distance to travel on this one why what for you um you know in the space working in this particular space what would you say are some of the reasons why it's still so stigmatized
0: yeah, so I think one of the biggest things that we teach on stigma, um, one of the biggest things that we've learned about stigma, is that there is a stigma of hearing what other people would say, um, and that we don't have much control over. But we mm-hmm. have also have an innate stigma of ourselves as well that we are portraying on other people and how we view the situation and how we view our lives and things like that. And the biggest core where we walk about stigma and ending stigma is within your internal dialogue in terms of what do you say. When we talk about sexual health, sexuality, um, sexual diseases, you know, then it starts mm. going down the line. Okay, no, you're dirty, you're sleeping around, you're doing this, you're doing that. Um, and as much as uh, medically we've advanced, but unfortunately, HIV and other sexually transmitted diseases, such as HPV or even herpes, herpes is still seen. As something that for dirty people, mm. the others, the mm. other thing. Um So, for example, if um, what we're seeing now is that there's quite a lot of people who are HIV positive hiding their medication in various pills, vitamin pills. Why? Because they're afraid to mm. disclose. Um, and internally within relationships as well, we're finding that the most dangerous relationship to be in right now is with a person who is either not on trend, not on medication and you guys are not even talking about sexual health, <laughs> what should we do and what, what. So yeah. even there, there's still quite a lot of stigma. And I think that is why we are like, okay, let's stop talking about HIV in terms of it being the disease. Let's talk about our human... Um, just how we think of things as this is for me, this is for them, you know? And yeah. this is what we always see with HIV that even when we talk, we're like, no, I'm okay. Um, but how do we work with people with HIV? Because it's them, not me, you know? So, yeah, so that's what we currently are dealing with. And unfortunately, it's that mindset that is currently now spreading HIV. Mm. It's no longer medical interventions, yeah, or the length thereof.
1: But tell me, has the WHO responded?
0: yes 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 so on the on the first of December last year, we wrote a letter and signed it with a beautiful young um h i v um Influencer, her name is Sandra. You just, student was born with HIV all her life, and she mm-hmm. has her own story. It's amazing. Um, so we then submitted the letter, and the Director General, um, Dr. Tedros, actually received the letter and responded and acknowledged because what they were saying is that they realize, as a WHO, that there's been much reduced interventions and awareness and advocacy around HIV, especially with diseases like COVID and things like that. So they've accepted, letter, they're looking into it. And that is why we're now working so hard to get the communities involved as well. So say, whilst they're updating their minds and, and changing the name, or even going to call us for a committee to change the name, we as well as individuals need to do the same within our personal spaces mm-hmm. and in our minds. say so how do I update HIV? In my own mind, you know, within my space, personal spaces and relationships.
1: And you touched on something I was going to end off our conversation with there to say how much of a setback has the COVID-19 pandemic been um, when it comes to the fight against HIV?
0: Mm, a lot, a lot. And it's it's not a competition, you know, mm. when people do that. Mm. You know, COVID was a crisis that needed immediate attention, that needed immediate resources because of the level of um, number of fatalities that was happening at the time, you mm. know. Um, so we definitely are not comparing this oranges and apples. But what we did see during COVID and also maybe during the years, I mean, if you remember when. I'm about to expose my age. When we were younger, (laughs) there was love life. um, There was many things that were happening, boards, adverts on TV. And throughout the years, that messaging has just sort of fallen behind the ground. And everyone has um sort of an attitude of oh no i already know about hiv i already know about aids we know about condoms we we're told when we we're young now yeah? but what we've also seen increase interestingly in covid is that there's been an increase in infections south africa alone i think had over 210000 infections if i just 2021 throughout the world there was 1.5 million um new infections and all of those infections could have been avoided because we now have prep you know, with the mm. pre-exposure phylaxis, mm. that that blocks you from getting HIV if you sleep with an HIV-positive person. There's PEP where post-exposure, so if the condom breaks, mm. you can still go and, and access that medication, but there's a limited time period. And that is where we're seeing, okay, That is where focus needs to be. And that is why we are putting it in the media again. That's why we want to change the name so that people can get to talking. And we've also learned that not a lot of people know about the medical advances because they're still so afraid to go to the clinic and learn more, you know? So yeah, we believe quite a lot of work needs to be done. We need to be working with the with the government, with the WHOs and all the public um, Mm. services, but mostly at a personal level to just say, how can you reignite the conversation with your teens in your home? Um, How can you change the mindsets of parents so that they can start promoting their kids taking PrEP? Because imagine if you have a 15-year-old that is already on PrEP, should the worst happen? God forbid, this is South Africa with the rape statistics. Even there, they're protected, you know?
1: Thank you very much, Bongi. We do appreciate it. And do not worry about revealing your age. It's my last day as a 39-year-old, so do not worry. Our ages are revealed <laughs> all the we're time. We're <laughs> we're Thank you so much. That was Bongi Wendlovo. is an activist with the Sexual Health and Wellness Organization, FAQ, which is calling for the World Health Organization to consider renaming HIV. Let's